built for each one who has come to know you as their Lord and Savior. We thank you for that, that glorious thing you've done for us, Lord. But most of all, we thank you for your dying upon that cross and giving us salvation where we can come in here freely and clearly with an open heart and truly know that you are God and enjoy being able to lift you up and glorifying you. And that's what these young people are going to do here today, Lord. They're going to lead us in worship of you. I pray today, Lord God, that, that as you are sitting in heaven upon that throne, that you can look down and say, not only are those my children in Sutherland Springs, but those are my children's children leading worship today. And that they are calling my name. Father, may everything be a sweet testimony of your grace that happens here today. And may your will be done. May your, your heart be made manifest throughout these kids. And may we hear you through them. Lord, and we thank you for what you're going to do here this day. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise the Lord. we got a few announcements I'll get to in just a moment, but it is good seeing everybody today. Praise the Lord. we got a, quite a few folks. This has been a, a, a busy week, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. They could not be here at church this morning. But those of y'all who are here, walk around, shake somebody's hand, give them a hug. Just let them know it's good to see them in God's house, and, and can't, you cannot wait for what God's going to do to these young people today. We shouldn't be doing that in church. Okay, guys, as we're back to our seats this morning, i got a few announcements I need to bring out. Um, one of which is to remind everyone, and, and this is a day that a lot of folks was not able to be at church, but we had planned on after the service today going out by the new sign and taking a picture. 
So I hope that you guys can stay today for a few moments after the service and take a picture. But even more, I hope you can stay for a good while because we also have our potluck lunch and business meeting today as well. So immediately following the service today, we're going to go outside, take a picture by our sign, everyone who will come out, and we're going to send these pictures to all the people who donated and made that sign possible out there. There was a, several different corporations that came together. The, there was one, at the LED lighting in the lights. That's why you can, if you're coming in, from, I know from the Seguin area, you see it lit up when you're down by, on the Cibolo. You already see the sky lit up from our sign. Uh, the LED lighting, the, the, the artwork was another company, the, the sign itself was another, the, the post was another, the people who hung it was another. There was quite a few little different entities that gave of their time and or uh, equipment to bring us this sign. God used them. So we're going to take this picture and we're going to send it off to these guys to say thank you. Also, too, as I said, immediately following that, we're going to go to the fellowship hall and we're going to have lunch together. And everyone's invited to stay and eat and stay for the business meeting also. We do these twice a year. And, and praise the Lord, the, the, our business meetings always, it's to hear where the church has been and where we think she is going, where God's leading, and, and just praise the Lord all the way through it. It's not one of those ones you see the comedians talk about and such. Um, I pray, in fact, as I was going over the stuff that I was going to share today, old business and such, and I was in staff meeting, I brought it up. I truly, most of everything I'm going to share is just blessings that God's given us in the last six months. God has just really blessed us over and above, and I praise God for that. Just as we're blessed this morning to have a, a group of teenagers willing to come and share the scriptures. Amen? Okay, so picture, then business meeting, and then after the business meeting, we decided that no church services this evening. We usually were having church services after business meetings, but everybody was pretty tired by the time they clean up everything and all. And so this is the first time I've canceled night services after a business meeting. However, we'll be here most of the day, and we're just going to try that and, and see how that works. So no church services tonight. After the business meeting, we'll clean up and everything, and, and we'll go home and, and relax this evening. So no church services this evening. Also, the, uh, it has been for the last few weeks... Folks have come to me and really wanted me to teach the Revelation class again in Sunday school. We did that several years ago. I guess it's been almost eight or nine years ago now. It took us almost a year and a half to get through the book of Revelation to do it correctly because you have to uh, touch upon Ezekiel. You have to touch upon Joel. You have to touch upon, da not just touch upon, you really have to grab Daniel. There, there's a whole lot of stuff that goes into the properly teaching the book of Revelation without all the silliness that a lot of the TV shows and such do. That being said, I've prayed over to several weeks now and, and, and talked with folks. I am not going to do that in a Sunday school class. Uh, I decided that was not the right venue for that. However, I am starting to promote it now. However, I do not have the date as of yet. I am going to teach that in our Sunday evening class. We are going to finish the book. We're in 1 John chapter 2. Right now, we will finish that book and that and once that is completed, or a little ways prior to its completion, I will then look, look at and work up a date as to when we'll start Revelation. So if you are interested, and I had two different people tell me they have never heard Revelation uh, actually taught from beginning to end in a church before. And that's sad. We need to make sure we understand that. Now that is not, the gospel is the important, we need to know the gospel, we need to share the gospel. 
But it's the book of Revelation that should give us the urgency to get out there and share the gospel. So we need to know it. So if you are interested and you would like to come and, and, and be a part of that, we'll be doing that in our Sunday evening classes starting sometime mid-February, I'm figuring. I'll get you a closer date. But I'm throwing that out now so you can be thinking about planning your Sunday where you can come back in the Sunday evening class as well at 6 o'clock. All right, that's enough of those. So we've got one more set of things I want to share this morning. A lot of stuff was going on this week, but two of the things that I feel as though it's pertinent for everyone to, to be praying about. If you did not know, uh, Beth, Braden, and Zoe was in an accident this past week, Monday, uh, Tuesday, and, and Zoe has been in the hospital ever since, little Zoe. She is still in the hospital. She won't be out tomorrow at the very earliest. Now, when I visited, last I saw her was Friday, she looks great. She is doing well. They had the life lighter there. So considering that she had to be life-lighted and everything, she is doing very well. However, her numbers and enzymes are going up and down so radically, and being a child, they have decided to keep her till they find out why. Now, they think maybe it's a bruised pancreas uh, possibly causing this to happen. They're not exactly sure, but she is still in the hospital. So I would ask you to keep that family in prayer. Beth has stayed at the hospital all this time. She's missing her boys just staying at the hospital that long and everything as well. Just keep them in your prayers, please, and continue to pray for Zoe uh, that she will continue to heal. Her stitches and the scar, her face, everything is looking really good considering. So I want to ask you to continue to pray for her, though, that they'll, one, that the Lord will take those numbers and put them where they need to be by correcting whatever's causing it. Two, that the doctors and the nurses will be guided by God's hands to find and do whatever they need to do. Uh, to get her back on her feet. So lift, keep lifting her in your prayers. Also, you'll, you'll notice um, uh, Ben and Michelle are not here today. Brother Melvin, many of y'all probably remember Brother Melvin passed away. And uh, that family, Miss Betty, is, is, is handling it very well. But Ben is handling it well. His sister and brother, they're doing as well as can be expected. However, Miss Betty, once you've been married over 50 years, it's always hard, even... Even when you know the circle of life and death is part of that circle, it's still hard. So I want to ask you to continue to pray for the uh, Shields family, uh, pray for Ben and, and uh, his family and Michelle. The, I had someone ask me this morning, what are the funeral arrangements? Miss Betty won't know till after, say, 10 or so tomorrow is her meeting, her, her next meeting with the funeral home. So she'll, not, she'll have information tomorrow afternoon. They're looking right now sometime probably around Wednesday or Thursday. As soon as we get that information, I'll get it to John or somebody to get up on the website so people will know when the services are and where they'll be. I'm assuming they've been going to the River of Life Church by their home. I'm assuming they'll be there, but I don't know that for sure. So I I will get that to you as soon as she can get that back to us. You're shaking your head no. And, and no meal afterwards? That's what I said, meaning to be at the church. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll get you the details when they, when all that comes up, guys. Two o'clock today? Oh, I thought she said 10 tomorrow. Okay. Well, it's still, when, when we get the details, we'll get it up on the website the best we can, and, and then you can call around after that and if you don't see it on the Facebook page. All right. I think that is enough of my... Uh, working here this morning. I am going to turn this over to John. Where's John at? There he is. Can I pray with you, son? Yes.
Father God, I again thank you for this young man who is willing and, and able and ready to come up here and open your word, Lord God. It is always hard to get up in front of people and speak and, and to do things, God. I am so thankful that you give me the power to do so, the courage to do so, but through your spirit. So I pray your spirit to be upon my little brother right now. Just fill John with your grace, and may he know that it's not us he's speaking to, it's you that he's speaking about. And he can have peace in his soul of knowing he's doing your will and that you're going to bless him and his family for it. God, thank you for John's willingness, and thank you for allowing us to be a part of the ministry you're doing through him. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, sir. Um, today I'm going to be reading out of Timothy 4.12. you want to turn there? Um, Timothy 4.12 says, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Well, the reason I chose this scripture was I thought it would be a good way to show that even though we're younger than most adults, we can still like share the word of God. And there's many places we can do it. One place I think of is school because you know, people are always there, and you can just maybe get some, like, scripture or a Bible, and yes, that that's why I chose the scripture. Now, if we, y'all want to bow your heads and pray. Thank you, God, for letting us be able to get out of here, and for letting us be able to do this. I pray we all have a good rest of our day, a good time at the meal and meeting later, and a good rest of our week. Amen.
Oh!
six to nine months he's been proving that right and I'm happy so it's my honor to introduce you guys to our guest speaker today Jade Montgomery I'm gonna pray with him real quick and then he's gonna bring the message 
Dear Grace Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you today, Lord, and we just thank you for everything you've given us, Heavenly Father. Lord, we thank you for the willingness, Heavenly Father, and the, uni the unity, Heavenly Father, that has been shown here this morning in these youth, Heavenly Father, bringing your word and praise and worshiping you. I ask that you be with uh, Jaden today, Heavenly Father, as he brings your word, maybe yours and not his. In this gracious saving name, amen. Amen. So today we are going to talk about <clears throat> lazy Christians. It's a problem we all have. I'm asked my dad. I have a problem with it, you know, being lazy and stuff. So we're gonna start out with a cool story that I found online. Okay, it's about this lazy. I, I think the story goes with that. What I'm talking about. About this lazy Navy officer, and sorry if I mumble, or, well, I'm not going to mumble, but sorry if I mess up, I'm very nervous, so. Okay, uh, the story is, I was once on a U.S. military ship having breakfast in the wardroom when the operations officer walks in. This guy was the definition of not a morning person. He's still half asleep, bleary-eyed, basically a zombie with a bagel. He sits down across from me to eat his bagel, and is just barely conscious. My back is to the outboard side of the ship, and the morning sun is blazing in on one of the portholes, putting a big, bright circle of light right on his barely conscious face. He's squinting and chewing, and just basically, and basically just remembering how to be alive for the day. It's painful to watch. But then Zombie OPS stops chewing, slowly picks up the phone, and dials the bridge. In his well-known, I'm-still-totally-asleep voice, he says, Hey, it's OPS. Good you. Shift our bar pet. Yeah. One... Six, five, thanks, and puts the phone down. And then he just sits there, squinting, waiting. And then, ever so slowly, I realize that that big, blazing spot of sun has begun to slide off the zombie's face and onto the wall behind him. After a moment, it clears his face, and he blinks slowly a few times, and the brilliant beauty of what I've just witnessed begins to overwhelm me. By ordering the bridge to adjust the ship's back-and-forth patrol by 15 degrees... He's changed our course just enough to reposition the sun off of his face. He's literally just re redirected thousands of tons of steel and hundreds of people so that he could get the sun out of his eyes while he ate his bagel. I am in awe. He slowly picks up his bagel, and for a moment I'm terrified at the thought that his own genius may escape him, that he may never appreciate the epic brilliance of his laziness, since he's not going to wake up for another hour. But between his next bites, he pauses, looks at me, and gives me the faintest sly grin before returning to gnaw slowly on his zombie bagel. So I thought that would go good with what we're talking about today. So I've heard the saying a lot, work harder, and not, not that, work smarter but not harder. And that's a really good thing to say. It's like, why do it harder if you can find an easier way? But some people, instead of choosing the smarter choice, they choose the easier choice. And that's not always a good idea. Like, say your truck was stuck in the mud or something, the smarter and easier choice would be to help somebody, uh, to get somebody to help you tow it or something. Uh, let's say you were cleaning your house or something. The easier choice would be shove it all in a closet, but it's not the smarter choice because someday you're going to have to do something with all that stuff. So we're going to read, oh, can you guys all turn to Genesis 16, 1, please? We're going to read a story in the Bible by this guy. 
all these people that were being lazy. Are y'all there? Okay, chapter 16, uh, yeah, Genesis. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, bare him no children, and she had a handmaid, an Egyptian whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said unto Abram, Behold now, the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go in unto my maid, it may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abram hearkened to the voice of Sarai. And Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian. After Abram had dwelt <clears throat> ten years in the land of Canaan, and gave her to her husband, Abram, to be his wife. And he went in unto Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. And Sarai said unto Abram, My wrong be upon thee. I have given my maid into thy bosom. And when she saw that she had conceived, I was despised in her eyes. The Lord judge between me and thee. But Abram said unto Sarai, Behold, thy maid is in thy hand. Do to her as it pleaseth thee. And when Sarai... Uh, dealt hardly with her, she fled from her face. And the angel of the Lord found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness, by the fountain in the way of Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarai's maid, whence camest thou, and whither wilt thou go? And she said, I flee from the face of my mistress, Sarai. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Return to thy mistress, and submit thyself under her hands. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, I will multiply thy seed exceedingly that it shall not be numbered of mul for multitude. Shall not be numbered, yeah. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art with child, and shalt bear a son, and shalt call his name Ishmael, because the Lord hath heard thy affliction. And he will be a wild man. His hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. And she called the name of the Lord that spake unto her, Thou God seest me. For she said, Have I also here looked after him that seeth me. And ah, wherefore the, the well was called Beer Lahai Roy. Not sure if that's how you pronounce that. But yeah. Behold, it is between Kadesh and Bered. And Hagar bare Abram a son. And Abram called his son's name, which Hagar bare Ishmael. And Abram was fourscore and six years old when Hagar bare Ishmael to Abram. So that's a kind of a, a way he took a shortcut. Which shortcuts is, is another way of being lazy for a lot of us. He took, a, he took a shortcut instead of maybe praying and asking the Lord for a baby. He went and had a baby with someone else. And now his son's going to be kind of have a hard life. He's not going to be able to get along with anyone. Well, it's in the past, so he wouldn't have gotten along with anyone. So, yeah, you know, I mean, shortcuts, a lot of them have consequences because... Not all of them are really good choices. Okay, I'm going to open this back up because I don't want to close it. So. Okie dokes. So, we live really short lives. And we're supposed to, we're called to spread his word and stuff. But most of us will do that not very often. But we don't have time to be, I mean, yeah, of course we need to take breaks and stuff. But we don't have time to be lazy in our Christian lives. We, we have very small time. Let's, I'm going to, this guy on YouTube, he, he did, his name is Francis Shan. He does pretty cool things. He uh, did a little thing with this rope. He was saying, this is our lives. 
and pretend this goes on forever. And this, sorry, this is eternity, yeah, it goes on forever. We barely have any time. You know, some people, they'll save up right around here to get a good vacation down here, and then they forget about all of this. Let's all uh, turn to James 4.14, please. James 4.14 says, Whereas you know, ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. So we don't know. This, our lives might not, not even be this long. We could end our, we, our lives can be ended down here. But the time that you spend here on earth with your friends and family, the time, the time you're interacting with people, those are people that you can all save. So they don't have to spend all of this in hell. I mean, you can hand them their ticket. To, uh, you, can, you can hand them their ticket, which is Christ. Let's see what else we got here. So, people like to say, well, not, I'm not sure if they like to say this, but something that I kind of used to think, you know, like, I'm good. What else do I need to do? You know, like, I'm already set. I'm going to heaven. But wouldn't it be terrible if someone you love didn't get to go to heaven? I think that would be, that'd be terrible. I mean, with the guilt that you could have saved them, but say you were too embarrassed or something, or you didn't have enough time. You know, people say, you know, someone else can do it. It's okay. Well, if everyone says that, then what's going to get done? Because if not us, like us in this room, like, if not you guys and me, who's going to be like Jesus? So, yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't know when we will die, so we need to try to get as much out of that as possible. Let's read. Can we turn to Romans 10, 13, please? People aren't going to get to, this is not what it says, I'm just talking. So, yeah. People aren't going to get to Christ unless somebody talks to them about Christ. Because, like, how are they going to know if no one told them? Okay, Romans 10, 13. For whosoever shall call upon the Lord, of, uh, call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him if, in whom they have not believed? And how should, shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. So how are they going to get to know Christ and get to spend eternity with the rest of us if they don't know about it? So another really big reason is reason we can't really... Well, we can't, well, of course we can, but another big reason why we have trouble getting people to come to Christ is because Christians are, not all of us, but people don't know the difference between Christians and people who just claim the title Christian. 
And that's why people, a lot of Christians are having bad names, because they don't actually know us. They know what the news says about us and stuff. So there's people sitting in Christ's name, and they're not going to be want to save by us if they think, because we're, we're representing God. You know, represent means we're representing him. He presents himself, and we're representing him. If we represent him in a bad way, they're going to think he's that way. So why would they want to be saved by us? Not by us, but by Christ. Yeah. Um, so I'll turn to Matthew 5.14, please. Didn't mark that one down. Matthew 5.14 says, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. So, we are the light of the world, but a lot of us don't act it because we hide our lights. And that shouldn't be so. Because people, how is somebody going to know you're a Christian if they can't see it? That's, yeah. A lot of us have, it's like a little lamp. We have our shutters over. We shouldn't even, we shouldn't have our shutters over our light. We shouldn't even have shutters. We should just be shutterless lamps. You may have a church that one day. Um, <laughs> so if we let our light shine, we would be looked up to more, and then more people would come to us, and we could, we could, we could help, uh, we could lead more people to Christ. But, yeah, once again, people like to say, you know, they're scared to say it. They don't have time. Well, Jesus, God, you know, the Holy Spirit, those are literally the most important things in the universe. So I'm pretty sure you can, we can make time for it, guys. Um, um, I'd like to call my dad up. Awesome. I don't know about you guys, but I feel blessed this morning. I'm just going to take just a couple minutes of you guys this time. As I spoke to the youth back there, and I've already talked with Miss Carla about it, I told the youth back there that today our youth group is going to be changing. And they were kind of afraid. They thought me or Miss Carla or somebody was leaving. I was like, no, no, it's not that. But something I've been praying about quite a bit lately and something that me, Ms. Carla, and my mom have been trying to do for years, and something we saw a couple years back, I think, was a separation in our youth group. And we have, the last couple years, have been doing our best and praying about making it more of a united, uh, a unity, more of a oneness uh, with God. And I've been praying a lot lately, because I know a lot of youth groups in this area have named their youth groups, their ministries. And after some prayer and talking to her, uh, we wanted to go ahead and name our youth group. We didn't want to be known just as the youth group of First Baptist Church of Southern Springs anymore. As you can see, Philippines 2-2 is going to be our key verse, which I'll read to you guys real quick. 
says, make for ye joy that ye be of the same mind, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. One accord, basic definition, is just being in agreement. And we had talked just a few weeks ago, I think, and we had stated that we had seen that unity, that one accord, that agreement starting to take hold. So if you guys look on the back of your bulletins on the bottom, we don't want to be named as the youth group anymore. We want to be known as One Accord Student Ministries of First Baptist Church of Southern Springs. Because our goal is not just to teach these kids to, it's not just to lead these kids to salvation. It's not just to teach these kids how to preach the word. It's to teach them how to do it in one accord. Because one of these kids, yeah, they can make a difference. But can you imagine if all of them, I mean, you guys just saw it this morning. All of them can come together in one accord, in unity, in one mind. The differences they can make. Um, and that's just something I have been praying about for, for many, many months. And talked to Ms. Carla, and she was in agreement. And that's what we like to do from now on, is we are now, we're no, not, we're no longer just the youth group of First Baptist Church of Southern Springs. We're one accord student ministries. And that's going to be our goal, not just to teach them, but to show them how to do it as a group. As pastors coming up, getting ready for the invitation, I'd like to leave you guys with this. I, I have grown up in the church, and I've heard this saying many times be used, only 10% of the church gives tithes. Only 10% of the church works in the church. I'd like to leave you guys with this. Just imagine if 100% got in one accord, what we could actually do. Thank you. Amen. So a round of applause for one accord. Amen. They did not do it for the applause. They did it to represent Christ as, as Jane eloquently presented. We are to represent who has already been presented unto us, who is Jesus Christ. And I believe these guys at this morning, these young adults, have done exactly that. Yeah. And we need to support them in this throughout the rest of their ministry. One of the things that stands out, many things stand out, but I love the fact that he said, I will name a church this one day. That means he's already... It's not uh, for today and tomorrow I'm going back to the who I was. I got plans for Christ. Hallelujah. I caught that, Jake, wherever you're at out there. <laughs> Hallelujah. We need to have those same kind of plans. And when I say that, I need my plans to mean that I am doing what God's called me to do, when he calls me to do it, the way he tells me to do so. You cannot do that if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. What Jaden presented to you this morning... I'm afraid, is, is prevalent in many churches today. We want to take the shortcuts. We want to do just enough to get by. And it's in our society as well, in our workplaces. Every, we're getting this mentality of, as long as I can get by, and I'll look out for myself, everybody else will have to fend for themselves. That's not what Christ did. Christ didn't just do what it took for him to get by, or he would not have kneeled in the garden and said, Father, if there's any other way. But yet, not my will, thine be done, because it's for everyone, whomsoever believeth in me. I want to make a way, so that when they believe in me, they shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Christ did not do just enough to get by. Christ did not just get enough salvation for one or two. His salvation is for whomsoever. And now we, as James so eloquently pointed out, need to quit just trying to do enough for me, and as... as Corey said, in one accord, I should think about whomsoever. Now, I'm not 
capturing this service this morning. These young adults have done a great job. But I would like to present this to you. The reason why they did well is because their eyes were on their Lord and their Savior, Jesus Christ. If you want your life to go well, that's where your eyes need to be as well. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it, it won't hurt these guys, all who have accepted Christ, they're going to get to heaven one day. But just as Jane pointed out with that rope, if we care about one another, why let them go the whole length of that rope, not knowing him? If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is the day you can make that decision and make it true. Or, you may know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, but you realize, as Jane pointed out, you're the one that's just evangelism, I'll leave that to other people. You know, I'll just get by. I'll take the shortcuts. I'll, I'll, I'll do something if I'm asked to by the pastor. Guys, it's not about what the pastor says. Will you do what God's telling you to do? You may need to come to this altar this morning, and you may need to, to bow down and say, Father, forgive me. I see the, the fire and the passion and the drive that you put in these young adults. And though I should be an example, they've been an example unto me. You know the great thing there, guys? That confession unto the Lord will be multiplied. He will reach down. He will hear your heart. And he'll reach, mold you, and change you so that you'll be representing him when you leave out of here today. If you don't know Christ, let's get that straight. If you do know him and you realize that you just have been taking that easy path, very good message, Jaden. I, I really don't see him in here. I know he didn't run out the back door. Wow, he almost did. <laughs> I understand, though, brother. But he presented a very important message this morning. Don't leave out of here saying, well, you know, he was just a young guy pre preaching his very first message. The word of God shall not return void. Oh, it's up to you whether you will take it and let it come to fruition in your life. You can't blame Jacob because of his age. You can't blame the pastor because he, he let the youth come up. You can't blame anyone but yourself if you choose not to do what Christ is calling you to do today. It is your decision at this moment what you're going to do. I want to ask everyone to stand. I'm going to lead us in a word of prayer. And we're going to have an invitation this morning. Do not sit back and try to take the shortcut or only do what you feel like you need to do by using the excuse. Well, it was a youth sermon today. It was a youth invasion. To God, it was his children preaching and singing the word of God. Look at it from Christ's eyes and not your own. Let's do what God's called us to do. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, I come before you right now. I thank you for every one of these young adults that got up here today, from, from Deanna's rapping to Jaden's preaching, all the singing in between. I thank you that each one of them had the courage to stand up. When you said, whoever stands before men and pronounces you before men, so shall you pronounce before the Father. But you also said, Lord, that those who deny you before men, so shall you deny before the Father. There's someone here today that has not made that public proclamation. And maybe they go out into the world and they're denying you to those around them. May this be the day they choose life over death. May they pronounce your name before people. May they come and, 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 and call out upon your name to, to show others that you are who you say you are that you have saved their life. 
Father, if there's someone here today that may know you, and you're dealing with their heart specifically somewhere today, maybe it's a relational issue, maybe it's a, a, a obedience thing between you and they, they're not listening, they're wanting to do things their way, whatever it is today, God, I pray that you'll make it crystal clear what needs to be done, and that we will humble our hearts to come to this altar and turn it over to you. That's the song they sang earlier, Lord God, may they just give it all back to you, Lord God. Just as Deanna saying that she just wants it all taken away, we're not capable, but you are to take it all and throw it into the deepest depths of the darkest ocean to never be retrieved again. Father, that's what I pray today, that everyone here will make that decision. Whether they're, they're watching on the YouTube channel, whether it's a podcast, a CD, or in this room right now. May whomever it is you're speaking to, to their hearts today, heed your word and do your will. May your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.